1: Of The Last Felony, Ion Dissonance, and Cryptopsy, there is this episode and over 450 other ones to help you enjoy life, metal, and craft beer. So what are you waiting for? It's time to become a Vox and Hops head. Cheers!
0: Welcome, everyone. I am Johnny Christ, and this is the Drinks with Johnny podcast. Thank you so much for checking it out. Hope you guys had a wonderful Thanksgiving, however you were able to celebrate Now, this week's going to start us going back to some of the Drinks With Johnny live stuff we did back on the YouTube channel not that long ago, but uh, a little bit closer to the beginning of the year. Um, I had a lot of fun with this one, listening back, and uh, just a little tidbit, it was uh, AEW's Double or Nothing pay-per-view coming up, and I texted Tony Khan, the CEO, over there and asked him if he had anyone that he thought... Would be cool and and would want to do a, a quick live chat to kind of talk about what was coming up on the pay per view. So he sent me Frank Kazarian. Frank Kazarian is a long time uh, wrestling, pro wrestling vet. Uh, really cool dude. We had so much in common. It couldn't have been happier that it was him that he that Tony sent me. And uh, now I'm, I'm I'm happy to call this guy a friend. He he was uh, awesome. We had a lot in common, as I said. There's a uh, you know bass playing, Jack Daniels. Uh, love for pro wrestling. I mean, it was it was everything. It was it was a lot of fun. It was a really cool chat. There was a lot going in the wo- going on in the world at that time. And uh, yeah, he was part of the first ever casino match that happened right there on the Double or Nothing pay per view. Unfortunately, he did not win, but that's okay. Uh, a lot has changed in AEW since then, and uh, you know he's doing well over there. And uh, uh, shout out to Frank. Thanks again so much for doing that. We'll have to have him on the show for. One of the longer format uh hangs hopefully sometime down the line in person he should he could come down um he's actually got a match this wednesday on aew uh, dynamite with my other good friend chris jericho um so that's going to be a really cool match to to watch so make sure you guys check that out on tnt on wednesday night uh as well as you know other things we talked about i mean we got into everything we talked a little covid and all that stuff you know that that what's that's what's going on in the world and uh we we didn't shy away from it so we had a we had a really good chat had a drink and uh yeah his, his name is, is the same as my son's. We start off the show with, 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 with that commonality. There was a lot of fun things that we talked about in this one, and I couldn't be happier for Frank and, and his career and what he's got going on this week. So, uh, yeah, I hope you guys enjoy this listening back to this episode. There's even some uh, technical difficulties that happened there at the end, as, as uh, a lot of you guys who already watched uh, the live stream know. Uh, again, you could go to the YouTube channel, Drinks with Johnny on YouTube, and go under to the live playlist. This episode's there as well. Um, yeah, and you'll see. There's a <laughs> some technical difficulties that happened there with my communication with my director, and I, I left it in here for you guys again to, to hear and kind of kind of laugh at laugh at it. <laughs> uh, when it's live, a lot of stuff go wrong, and especially when we were doing it remotely. Uh, Brandon was not there with me doing the doing the audio and video for me so i was kind of on my own and he was running it remotely from another computer at his house so it's just, it's just kind of fun stuff oh I, I, I gotta talk about what's going on in, the, in today um i really hope you guys checked out that mike tyson roy jones jr fight um it was amazing i know i watched it saturday night um and you know kudos to both those guys they 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 gave it their all they went the distance um, even two minute rounds, I know, but they went the distance. And it was it was awesome to watch. It was just great to see those two guys back in the ring and then oh my god, Jake Paul and Nate Robinson, that was worth the price of admission alone. Um, you know I, it was it was it was kind of crazy to see Jake Paul just completely put somebody to sleep. Um, I know that Nate Robinson is a, a former NBA player. And Jake Paul is apparently taking his boxing very seriously right now. So uh, it, it kind of showed. Um, it, it wasn't the, the cleanest fight, but it's only his second professional fight. So, you know, we'll see what happens. And uh, 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 hats off to Nate Robinson for getting in the ring and, and uh, doing the training that he did. Um, I, I was a fan of Nate Robinson as an as a NBA player you know being one of the one of the shorter guys on, on the court I, I definitely had a little bit uh, uh, to look up with him on that one so that was if you haven't already i'm sure they got encores and everything like that or you've at least seen the highlights at this point it's monday morning i know you've you've heard all about it but i just had to say i watched it and i was i was very entertained throughout the entire card so uh that that that, that was my weekend oh also you guys got to head over to drinkswithgiant.com. Today is the last day of the Black Friday through Cyber Monday deals going on. We got a lot of cool merch over there, a lot of bundles that we put packaged together. And they're all at a discount right now. That is going to end later tonight um, after Cyber Monday deals end. And uh, So make sure you head over to drinkswithgiant.com. Sign up for the newsletter there. I send out a newsletter every week giving you guys more information what's coming up. Head over to with Johnny on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter and follow us all there. We're going to continue to bring you guys some uh, some really cool recipes and let you know which live episode I'm going to pull for you guys to listen to on your way to work or school or working out or whatever the fuck you're doing right now while you're listening to the podcast. Uh, If you're enjoying the podcast, please make sure you subscribe and leave us a review, a rating. It really helps us out. And I'm really excited about this show. I'm having so much fun. Please continue to support us and uh, I'll continue to bring you more and more entertaining guests and content. And uh, I guess that's it for right now. And without further ado, I bring you Frank Kazarian. What's up everybody i'm johnny christ and this is drinks with johnny live thank you so much for checking out the show and thank you to all the frontliners essential workers out there still helping us i know a lot of things are starting to open up we're getting phase one here or phase two however you want to look at it um but yeah there's still a lot of people who are having to uh go out there and risk their lives or their well-being so thank you all so much for continuing to do that for us and uh yeah real quick i'll just go ahead and thank cbd uh, oil Sweet Drop for sending this over to me. Um, there's a lot of misnomies about CBD or cannabis oil but if you go over to sweet, uh, SweetDrop.com you'll be able to find all the information you need and what sets uh, Sweet Drop as, as, as apart from other CBD oils. It's pure, it's been uh, cultivated from organic farms in Oregon and they got really good flavors so I'm just gonna go ahead and stop off with this. It is good stuff. And if you head over to SweetDrop.com right now, use promo code DRINKSWITHJOHNNY, you're gonna get 20% off. Can't beat that deal. So head over to SweetDrop.com, learn a little bit more about oil and what it can do for you. And yeah, use DRINKSWITHJOHNNY promo code, 20% off. All right, without further ado, I'm just gonna get into this. We got a little time with a very awesome, legendary professional wrestler. Frankie Kazarian, how you doing today, brother? Better now,
2: man. Thank you so much for having me on. This is super cool. How you doing?
0: I'm doing good, man. Yeah, so uh, I don't know if you know this, but right off the bat, pretty funny story. My son's name is Frankie, my three-year-old son, and he's really excited that I'm having someone on the show that shares his name.
2: That's really cool. You know, it's kind of like it's kind of like one of those dying old school names. You don't you don't see a lot of Franks or Frankies around anymore. What's, what, what,
0: what's your uh, your full name? Is it Frankie? Is that is, is that?
2: It's, it's it's Frank. My father's name is also Frank. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I, just to differentiate the two, I was always Frankie, but technically I'm Frank. But like everybody still calls me Frankie. My mom and dad, everybody. Yeah. So I'll uh, I'll always be Frankie. My dad's Big Frank.
0: Yeah, my my son's name is actually Franklin. We call him okay. Frankie or Frank for short. Cool. Yeah. There you have it. Cheers, brother. Thanks for being on the yeah. show. Oh, thanks yeah, finish this beer, me... and then we're going to get into making the, the drink of your choice here.
2: Gotcha. Sounds good.
0: So, you actually called it something that I had never heard it called before. You called it, the, what was it, the skinny Lemmy?
2: The light Lemmy. Yeah. Light Lemmy. That's light what Lemmy. it was. Because, of course, Lemmy's drink was. Jack and bowl Coke. Number seven. Jack and Coke. I. Being of a somewhat health-conscious mind, try to stay away from a lot of refined sugars. So I go with the Coca-Cola Zero.
0: That's awesome. So, so I, uh, I couldn't get my hand on Coca-Cola, uh, Coca-Cola Zero today. I have my Diet Hansen's, so that's that's gonna have to suffice. It's still uh, cola, still Diet cola. So how much ice are you gonna throw into this thing, man?
2: Uh, I just I went to the I, I'm uh, using this wacky hotel ice, so it's kind of crushed up. So I threw in just. Usually, it's usually like four four cubes. Okay. Okay. But, uh, just kind of eyeballing this one.
0: So I got I got the last of my gentleman Jack here. I hope that's okay. Attaboy. That Attaboy.
1: boy. That a boy. That
0: a boy. <laughs> I will no longer be a gentleman when I'm done drinking this. No. Is, is, what, yeah. is what it means, right? Not. How much Nonsense. You, How much do you do in yours? I'm gonna I'm gonna do a pretty heavy pour. This is probably the only gonna be the drink of the day for me. So I'm gonna give myself yeah. a pretty heavy pour. I got a
2: pretty heavy hand. So with these, I'm usually. Uh, Never shot glass. Just kind of eyeball it and, like, probably equal it about two shots. Okay. Top it off a little bit of the Coke.
0: Right on. Well, let's get a Shout time. out to
2: our man, Lemmy.
0: All right, there he is. R.I.P. Lemmy. Cheers, man. Cheers
2: to you. Heck Yeah
0: a great drink it's a yeah. solid drink it, it brings me back to being on an airplane this is like one of my go-tos on an airplane when you get the little drinks and the you know they, they don't have like a lot of options so you're just really kind of putting something together right
2: right yeah this is always um uh, always one that i enjoy because it uh the caffeine is good if i'm out and i want to make sure i'm not going to be tired you know the, the diet coke or coke zero has just enough caffeine and yeah. then Jack Daniels for me is it's it's my favorite. It's just a real versatile whiskey. Like I can drink it straight, I could drink shots, I could do it on the rocks. But I just it's just my preferred, it's always a refreshing drink. Mm-hmm. I never get sick of it. It's just it's always my standard go to also.
0: That's rad. And you yeah. and, and, and you've got the great name of the light Lemmy. I, I learned that you actually are a bass player, is that correct as well?
2: I sure am, man. I sure am. <laughs> it's just, it's just right, super what
0: cool. was the, the is that your band is called a uh, gutter candy, right?
2: Gutter Candy, yeah. So I'm, I'm in two bands. Gutter Candy right now is the more active one. Well, as active as any band is right now. Yeah. Well, we're uh, getting yeah. the
0: coronavirus. Yeah.
2: Right. Right. So my band, Gutter Candy, is uh, we do originals and a lot of covers. We do a lot of like '80s and '90s, like uh, hard rock, hard rock radio hits, Poison Crew, Guns and Roses, stuff like awesome. that. Fun stuff that people like to hear. We have some original stuff too. That's um, cool. So would and, you say uh,
0: that those are? The late '80s, early '90s is kind of like your uh, influence as a bass player. Maybe Duff McKagan's probably a big influence.
2: Absolutely, Duff McKagan is. Yeah, when I first got into Guns N' Roses, was like my my uh, bridge band into like harder rock. Uh, you know, growing up, I, my dad listened, and my mom and dad listened to music all the time. They were constantly playing uh, Beatles and Stones and Jethro Tull and just an old blues stuff. And uh, my dad heard me listening to Guns N' Roses one day and uh, he he asked who it was because he liked it. Yeah. And uh, and that was the first time like our, our kind of genres passed. And he started listening to that. Then I started listening to like more Stone stuff and Frank Zappa and just the stuff he was listening to back then. So I got into the Stones. I'm sorry, I got into Guns and Roses uh, and I met this like stoner Hessian kid when I was like in sixth grade, fifth grade. And he was, uh, anyone, people in SoCal know what a Hessian is, but uh, yeah. yeah. And uh, and he gave me, he goes, Hey, if you like Guns N' Roses, you'll love them. And he handed me a recorded Casio cassette of Justice for all from Metallica.
0: Oh yeah. And so I,
2: yeah, so I put that in, and that was it. Then I, I just went down. I became a metallic fanatic still to this day. And then that really. Then I started visiting like old Sabbath stuff, old ACDC, Iron Maiden, Judas Priest. You name it. So, but Guns N' Roses was my like that gap. That was
0: that the that was that the gateway that, drug into into some heavier rock. Uh,
2: yeah, hundred percent. Yeah.
0: <laughs> so, would you say um, wrestling or music was your first love?
2: You know, it's um, wrestling because I got into wrestling and was obsessed with it. When I was younger, okay. I, I was I was like seven years old when I first fell in love with wrestling. But, uh, you know, when I was like 11, 12 years old, those Guns N' Roses years started. I was equally fond of music. Um, uh, so growing up, uh, obviously, I got a bass guitar before I became a wrestler.
0: That makes sense. Of,
2: The idea of learning an instrument was like, oh, I can, this is something I can, I can get and do. The idea of being a pro wrestler was so foreign at that time, especially I was a 140 pound kid. And it's like, how do you, I knew that's what I wanted to do, but I'm like, well, I know I can do this now. I can at least,
0: at least right now and I can have that goal for that later. Yeah.
2: So, yeah. So I started playing bass guitar, uh, about two years before I got into wrestling. And, uh, once I got into wrestling, I was so just tunnel vision and obsessed that I still played the bass guitar, but it wasn't like it. it's importance wavered to me. Cause I was so focused on pro wrestling. Yeah. Uh, and I, but I always played it. I always played it. And then years later when my schedule kind of evened out to where I could do stuff, I picked it up and just have never stopped. And just, it's, uh, it's become, like I said, I'm, I'm blessed to be in a band and to, to have put out music and to do gigs and stuff like that. And now I can kind of balance the two, especially once we get back to some semblance of normal. I can balance the two of doing AEW and then going Not and playing. And do some gigs. And, 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 Sure.
0: Yeah, that'll be a very cool thing. Uh, before we get into the pro wrestling, just one more question is basis to basis. What is your go to bass that you that you like? What sound are you after as far as tonality and everything like that?
2: Okay, well, so the first bass I ever owned, my grandfather gave to me, and it was his, and it's a 1966 Fender Mustang. Ooh. And 66 uh, is the first year Fender put out the Mustang. It's a short-scale bass. That's what I learned on, mm-hmm. and, I, I, and I always liked that. Years later, I got into Ibanez. Uh, I, was yeah. an, I was an Ibanez guy. And then funny enough, it's cool that I'm talking to you because uh, I've seen you guys a couple times, but I saw you guys uh, in 2017 open for Metallica in San Diego, the stadium.
0: Oh, yeah, okay
2: yep and you were playing that uh, the schecter the matt black schecter with the gold hardware and i just i, I, I was like holy I, I was like damn that is a sharp looking bass and like your tone was awesome uh and i was like wow 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 so after i remember i got home the next day and i went to uh the guitar center local where i live and uh they had the like, schecter 12 diamond series not not yours but it was the yeah, matt the black just
0: close to it yeah
2: but and I really dug the tone of that, and I loved it, and I loved the matte black, and bam, played it, bought it right there. So I played that one. I've been playing the Schechter for the last three years, and then I just, uh, in the last three months, got the uh, that new, the new uh, Def McKagan Fender. Oh, yeah. Uh, I, I ordered that. I finally got that, and uh, really, tone-wise, that's probably my favorite bass I have right now. I just love the tone of that. Uh, yeah. it, makes me say, it makes me sound so much better than I am. Uh, and, to, and I just love the feel of it. I love the weight, everything. It's just balance. It Duff has me, always so. had
0: a, a tone that sets him apart. I mean, when you hear Duff McKagan's bass, you know it's Duff McKagan's bass. It's nobody else's. <laughs>
2: it, exactly. Exactly, man. Yeah.
0: So, yeah. So, let's get into the wrestling thing. You're. Uh, I know that you've, you've been in the industry for quite a while now. This is not something – I mean – a lot of people may just be getting eyes on you for the first time in AEW, but you've been around for a while now, right? How long have you been in the industry?
2: Yeah, so this past May fifteenth marked uh, twenty-two years since I had my first match. So, wow. broke in in early nineteen ninety-eight. Jeez. So,
0: and like, yeah. well, how many? I don't know if you're going to recall every uh, promotion, but how many different promotions have you have you wrestled under?
2: Uh, I mean, I've been. If you want to talk contract, I've been contracted with. Um, at one time or another, TNA Impact Wrestling, Impact, WWE, yep. New Japan for a minute, uh, AEW, so Ring of Honor. Ring so of Honor, pretty, yeah. That was the other one. Pretty, much, pretty much all of them, the ones I missed, were uh, like WCW and ECW, which was. That was right at the tail of,
0: end. When you came in at 98, right, that, was, right. that was right at the tail end of both of them. I was a huge WCW and WWF yeah. fan. I mean, for me, the attitude era and the nitro series the 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 monday night wars was like my teen my teen era and i was just like this is this, this it's never going to get any better than this
2: <laughs> that was the golden era man that was and that was like right when i when i was breaking into the business when the business was getting white hot uh yeah. so it was really really exciting to be to be coming a pro wrestler during that time when just when you know, wrestling had that weird stigma for a while, and then it kind of became mainstream. It became really cool because you had these Stone Cold and these rock characters and the NWO, and it was cool. And people yeah. accepted it because, you know, it was such like a, a hidden thing if you were a wrestling fan back in the day. But it was a really good time to break in, so I'm, I'm really happy that I was fortunate enough to break in around that time.
0: Yeah, and you're you're from Southern California, right? That's where, yeah.
2: SoCal so- born and raised, where, man. Where,
0: yep. where in uh, SoCal?
2: So I'm out in the desert. I'm out by Joshua
0: Tree. Okay, that's where you're. Is that is that where you were born and raised to, or is that just yeah, where you're yes. yeah. So I, I was born in Palm Springs. Okay. Um, uh, and I live in
2: a town called Yucca Valley, which is like 20 I know minutes exactly north where Yucca
0: Valley, Valley is. So we've gone through. Okay, yeah. I'm, I'm in Huntington Beach and when we go out to the desert. Okay, it's Usually yep. out to Joshua Tree to climb those piles of rocks and stuff as a yeah.
2: Out, out Joshua Tree National Park. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Yeah. So I'm in Yucca Valley. Yeah. Uh, so out in the desert, Huntington Beaches—that was always my stop when I went to the beach from a little kid to now that's still where i go uh so yeah born and raised out here and just uh i'm a desert rat i'm absolutely in love with socal uh i love the desert i love where i am i love the whole state but i love where i am because it's just you know spread out and quiet enough and peaceful and serene and just really dig the desert and uh yeah that's uh lived in tampa for a while when i was with tna and uh well, that and makes sense. You up.
0: To, yeah, you probably had to get out there. I mean, that's that's where you got to be when you're part of the industry. There's a there's a few main cities that you want to be close to if you want if you want to be in the pro wrestling world. Correct.
2: Well, sure. Yeah, absolutely, and certainly right now, Tampa, Orlando is is a convenient one. And you know, being a touring musician, you know, when you're on the West Coast, just it seems everything is is that way. If yeah. From the point east, you know, so it's like. You know, everyone's always asking, like, well, doesn't the travel bother you? And I'm like, the travel is just, it's part of my routine now. I'm yeah. just so used to it. And it's worth it because I live in the in the greatest state in the country, in my opinion. Yeah. <laughs>
0: I'll, I'll drink to that. <laughs> absolutely, yeah. absolutely. Uh, so real quick, though, you just mentioned uh, you're, in, you're in Florida right now. You're in Tampa, right? Jacksonville so, right now. Jacksonville, that's right. Oh, that's yeah. where everybody's, that's where everything's being filmed. Yeah, right? yeah. Uh, is that wristband from being filmed? Or are you guys out there clubbing afterward? I see this pink wristband you got on right there. What's yeah. that about?
2: This is uh, for my COVID test.
0: Oh, so, you. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah.
2: So we're we are uh, they're very very diligent about testing everybody. So we have to when we arrive here go get our temperature taken and get uh, antibodies blood Antibody. tests. Oh. So when you pass the test, they give you this bracelet and you have to keep it on for the duration of your time here to show that you've been so tested is that,
0: so are they look if you have the antibodies are you not allowed or are you like well you got the antibodies uh, now you're like kind of like in a lot of ways if you've been healthy through these months you kind of want to see that you've had the antibodies in my opinion you can see that okay yeah. it's not going to affect me I, like as harshly as it may somebody else and yeah i it's kind of like okay I have the immunity now. Uh, right. How are your thoughts about that? And is that what all uh, the elite is thinking, or are they going like, "That means you've I had it. Get the fuck out."
2: Yeah, yeah. No, I think they're just doing the standard finger, finger, uh, blood, finger prick test. That, sh- like, if that comes up positive, they then do the swab, which we haven't okay. had to do with anybody, luckily enough. So, yeah. so I don't know. They're, but they're doing the blood test first and foremost. And if you're good with that, you get the wristband and you're good to go. So, literally, everybody that's in our facility or anywhere around us has been tested. Uh, which is cool. It makes everyone feel safe. Yeah. And uh and everyone's everyone is wearing their masks. We all got the you know the sweet little AEW masks. though, you
0: know <laughs> I've seen which, I've which, seen a few people to have the, the their different masks though when they're around ring, ringside. I know uh, MJF has got his Burberry mask that he's yeah. wearing all the time. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's pretty it's pretty awesome the way you guys are putting this stuff together. I mean the way that I was uh, connected with you today was with Tony your your Tony guy's boss who was on an episode yep. earlier. Uh, A couple weeks ago, we went live with him, and then he sat and chatted with me for over two hours, and we released it as the podcast on Monday. Go check it out if you haven't already. Um, And basically, I was just dumbfounded that someone of that caliber, all that kind of stuff, running a company, a couple companies as it it would be, um, would take that time to sit down and talk to me. About everything for over two hours. I mean, is that kind of is that kind of been a breath of fresh air with this promotion versus others, like working with a with a boss like Tony Khan?
2: Absolutely, he's a guy that I am not afraid to just talk to. Yeah, usually with wrestling, very
0: approachable, right?
2: Very approachable. He's he's brilliant when it comes to wrestling. He, he's he's a lifelong fan. He knows what he's talking about. Uh, he's he's very analytical about things. I mean, obviously it's why he runs successful football teams and soccer teams and various other businesses. But wrestling has always had this weird culture of office versus talent. Yeah. and you always kind of were at least this has been my experience in the two decades plus is that you're always kind of felt to feel like it's you know the office is a little bit above you and even asking for a meeting is something like, oh, I don't want to bother. I've never had that here, and so, it's right. I can just, I can just. Go, Tony, you got five minutes. We'll sit and we'll chat, and we chat like we're like we're just buds, uh, it, which is really cool. There's no intimidation. Uh, he's he's bright. He listens to ideas. Uh, if he likes something, he'll tell you. If he doesn't, he'll say, "Oh, I like that, but let's do this instead." And you can collaborate, <laughs> which is which is wrestling. Any type of art is at its best when people can collaborate and make both and make all parties of all visions come forward you know so it has been
0: a breath of fresh air oh i love that yeah and and, and i get that across i've talked to darby allen and a good friend of mine uh, chris jericho um, yeah man and everyone has pretty much the same thing to say about tony which is great because i just i, I, I listen to podcasts i'm a lifelong for wrestle, professional wrestling fan and i hear about some of the political stuff behind it. i mean, i don't pay too much attention but as i'm getting yeah. to know some guys like yourself and some others it's 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 nice to know that uh Whatever I'm hearing from other places may not be what's exactly going on in A.W., which is fantastic. It comes across, actually, as you guys are putting together something different right now. I've been noticing, like, not just because COVID and everything. I'm glad everyone's safe and you guys are taking uh, the the right precautions. That's great. And it's still under um, um, voluntary right now, right? 100%
2: voluntary still. Yeah, 100% voluntary. Yeah,
0: Yeah, which is great. That's another thing that's like, you know, you're still going to have your spot when you come back if you don't feel comfortable, but this is what we're going to be doing. Um, yeah, so, I mean, even without that, just the way that you guys' characters seem to be developed by the talent more than someone giving it to you, in a way. And, you know, they brought back, in a fun way to me, they brought back a little bit of cursing. People are saying, shit, you know, it's, it's not... Yeah. We, you don't need to be gratuitous about it in wrestling, but it is fun. To, it brings a little bit of compelling... Uh, realness to it in the way of someone saying shit rather than someone saying poop head, you know.
2: I couldn't agree with you more. My uh I don't like to ever bitch or complain about pro wrestling because after all, it's my industry and I love it. absolutely. Are there things I don't like? Yes, of course, but I'm not going to discuss that because I want to discuss the positive stuff about it. But if my one criticism of pro wrestling is that it in the, in the recent years, it's become way too sanitized and neat and plastic. And, and I like, I like dirty and gritty and, uh, and it just like, I like a guy to be able to say shit and like, Real raw emotions. If, if people are actually if
0: flipping gonna, off again, I mean, that right, was great.
2: <laughs> right? If if I'm in a fight, if I'm in a legitimate fight with a guy, uh, I am not going to be mindful of what I say to him. No. I will let the profanities fly, and it just people can relate more to that than to a scripted stupid line that someone wrote for them that just sounds so and so phony so I mean I like grit and raw and just the energy it's like a live it's like a live music show just that just that raw in your face just interaction it's just it's great
0: yeah and 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 as most people who are wrestling fans know a lot of the best characters that ever lived are really just that person with the knob turned up a little bit and I, I could see Definitely. that in your character right now um as Frankie Kazarian and part of the S uh, SCU I mean, it's SoCal uncensored. I mean, that kind of sums you up a little bit there, right? I mean, like, uh, of- and that that group came with you from was it Impact or Ring of Honor?
2: Ring of that Ring of Honor is where SCU formed. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So you guys came into AEW together. Uh, how long have you been with AEW now?
2: Well, pretty much since day one. Uh, you know, when they announced the Dynamite. When they, uh, yeah, or well, they, even even before that, when they when they, when they announced the. When we had the first press conference, which was, I believe, January 8th of 2019, last year. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, we did the press conference here in Jacksonville. Uh, we were there announcing that we had signed with All Elite. We were there since day... We've pretty much been in on the ground floor since day one. Uh, and, um, you know, because of our relationship with the Young Bucks and with Cody and with, with Tony. So we've uh, we've been here since day one. And we like to consider ourselves lifers because, you know, this is like when we found out about what this company was going to be and the vision and what they thought they wanted to do with pro wrestling going forward, we all said like, this is it. This is, this is where I want to be for the rest of my career. That's great. You, you don't know? hear that often.
0: Yeah. A lot of time people want to leave it open in that industry and everything like that. So that's great to hear. Uh, let's, get, let's get straight into the, the Frankie Kazarian character that we get to see on, on Dynamite week after week. Um, was it two weeks ago you fought John Moxley, right? And that yes. was when Brody Lee came in, right? And that, that was the first time Moxley had been back in the, in, in the ring in a little bit, if I'm, not, if I'm not mistaken.
2: Yeah, it was his first match back in a while, I think since his match with uh, Hager uh, several weeks before that. So, Yeah.
0: And, but, I mean, like, the, you know, it's commentary and everything, but they, they kind of presented as this is a big opportunity for you to step away, or not step away, but uh, as part of the SEU. Um, did you feel that way, honestly? I mean, he's he's the champion right now. Um, you've been you've been there since day one, and you've, you're a veteran, obviously, in the professional wrestling career. But would you consider? It was on Dynamite. It wasn't a pay per view necessarily, but would you still consider that uh, uh, one of the higher matches on your on your roster, or was it just another run in the run of the ring?
2: certainly wasn't just another match because when you're in there with the champion of the organization you work for, it's never just another match. And John is a guy that I have a tremendous amount of respect for because of uh, what he left behind. He left behind a very lucrative offer and a, uh, a huge career to bet on himself because he had a vision for what he saw John Moxley doing that WWE didn't share. So he walked away from that, and I have a tremendous amount of respect for that. I, I have a I have a real kinship with anyone that's a little bit of a rebel that yeah. isn't afraid to step out and do their own thing. So, uh, so it was an honor to be in the ring with him, and uh, that was my first singles match in uh, I believe it was 480 days. Wow, and and that I didn't even dawn – yeah, well, neither did I until after. <laughs> I, I literally remember after the bell rang, and I just went, wow, I've, it's been a while since I've had a singles match. And I came in the back, and the referee, Aubrey, she refed my last singles match. And she's like, yeah, that was 480 days ago. So uh, I was very, very proud of that match because it shows that I can, in addition to being uh, in SEU and being a, a six-man guy or a tag guy, that all of us in the group are very formidable singles guys yeah so uh i think i that was, was it was a great showcase. match
0: it was a great match i, I watched uh, it i thought i thought both your guys in work in ring work was was phenomenal
2: thank you very much man i appreciate you saying that uh i was very proud of it uh and it was a good showcase for me to show what i can do against the the, the tippity top of the chain here in AEW. so uh going forward yeah all of us can do singles all of us can do tags all of us can do six bands and uh and uh, it, it was cool to show a, a national audience what I could do by myself in the ring.
0: Well, you're going to get another chance, if I'm, if I'm not mistaken, to, to show what you could do by yourself in the uh, casino ladder match on Saturday, right?
2: Sure, yeah, man. Uh, <laughs> nine of us, eight of us announced, one mystery opponent, and uh, it's going to be a crazy ladder match.
0: Oh, dude. So I'm, I'm sure the, you in the dressing room, I'm not expecting you to divulge who it is. But do you guys already know who it is, or is it a surprise to the rest of the eight men as well?
2: I think we have an idea. Okay. We have a we have a pretty good idea who it's going to be. Okay. And uh, if it is this person, I uh, I think uh, everyone's going to be uh, pleasantly surprised.
0: Brad. Well, I, you know, I haven't seen a Casino Ladder match yet. I got to be honest. So I'm really looking forward to it. And uh, Darby's going to be in it. A good friend of mine. Now, now, now I'm friends with you. Now I'm going to be torn. Who yep. I'm going to have to root for this Saturday.
2: Hey, man, it's... Well, you know what? This is the first of its kind. This is the first ever casino ladder match. So uh, it's kind yeah. of like a new concept match. So this is going to be the, the first time we do it. And uh, I'm looking forward to it because i have I have been in dozens of ladder matches, and it's kind of a match I excel in. Like, I've been in ladder matches with guys like... Christian and AJ Styles and Jeff Hardy and Austin Aries and wow. Christopher
0: Daniels and the that's amazing. A hell of, Red. That's a hell of a roster just Kinnett. laid off right yeah, there. So, so I think uh, I think I bring an edge
2: of experience that the other guys in the match don't have. But having said that, I mean, look at the guys in the match. I mean, you got my my partner Scorpio Sky. You got Darby. You got you got Kip. You got Luchasaurus. You got Orange Cassidy. You got Phoenix. It's just it's such a diverse I mean, and stacked lineup. It's going to be a really really unique there's a man, man the
0: size of luchasaurus uh uh drop a little bit of your confidence in this match going on i mean he's he's a monster out there
2: he is a monster but uh you know he's uh he's one of those guys that i think uh if it came down to it and we had to race up that ladder i'm certainly going to beat him up that ladder i can certainly i can <laughs> so certainly you're run pretty confi- you're pretty confident yeah. about
0: saturday and and, and how it's going to go down for you
2: i am pretty confident man like i, said, I, I uh, I have a knack for these type of matches. I, I know what works and what doesn't. I, uh, you know, I know uh, I know a few tricks around ladder matches and stuff. And uh, the wild card being uh, the mystery guy and the other guy, my opponents. Uh, you know, you got you got Scorpio Sky, who's one of the best wrestlers in the world, and my friend. And when you got Darby Allen. it comes
0: down to you guys on either on on either side of one of those ladders, what's going to happen? Hey,
2: hey, you know what? If he had an opportunity, he'd cut my head off to get that chip, and I would do the same to him. And that's and I wouldn't <laughs> want to win the game, him, but, right? Right. And then you got like a maniac like Darby Allen, who has proved that he will do anything to win a match, uh, yeah. and is just one of the fastest rising stars we have. And you got a wild card like like Camp, and you got Phoenix, who's one of the in- most insane wrestlers on the planet. So it's just really, it's really cool looking at the looking at the roster who's in this match. It's just. I'm almost salivating. I just can't wait till Saturday to get to it.
0: Oh, yeah, man. I can't. Yeah. This is so, as we'll just plug it again, that's Double or Nothing, May 23rd, available on pay per view. I believe it's on fight.com as well, a couple other places as well. I believe so. If you yeah, just go, believe- I'm going to get myself refilled too, but while we're talking about it, if you just go in, and uh, these days, you type in a little Google search for double or nothing. I'm sure it's going to show up and tell you everywhere you can get it. I know at my house, we're just going to do the old school pay per view and be yeah. watching it here. Um,
2: so, what are can some I just say uh Can I just say how cool it is to have, uh, to be on a show where drinking is like not only encouraged but expected? <laughs> That's awesome. When you, when, you, when, you, when you texted me that, I was like. Hell yes, I can share a beverage. Well, you know, it's, it's, great, it's, it's
0: all about the icebreaker. I like, to, I like my guests to feel uh, comfortable with our conversation, enjoy it. You don't always have I to drink, it. but if you're going to, I applaud it.
2: <laughs> I love it, man. I love it. So cool. What a concept.
0: So um, let's, let's just put a, a quick little wrap on it. I just wanted a couple more questions with you. Um, sure. Sure. What other matches are you particularly looking forward to at Double or Nothing? There's, this is shaping up to be an incredible core, uh, card, or I guess it's pretty much announced at this point what, what uh, every match is going to be. What's one of the ones you're looking forward to the most?
2: Well, I mean, certainly off the top of my head, that Stadium Stampede match um, with Inner Circle versus the Elite, just because all, all the guys involved in that match, every one of them is is all-stars, yeah. is an all-star. you got got... Uh, you know Chris Jericho, who, in addition to being a friend of mine, I, is a guy that has been uh, invaluable to the growth of AEW. Yeah, he's our he's our Hulk Hogan. He's our he's our franchise guy. You know, without and without him, it makes cam-
0: sense. I mean, and it, and it's a, it's funny that you bring the the analogy to a Hulk Hogan. A lot of people might not say that based on his stature or anything like that. He's not the all American Hulk Hogan, but his reputation if you don't already know it i employ everyone to go look at what chris jericho has done in the professional wrestling world and there it is second to none and for aew to uh to get him when they did um was nothing short of amazing
2: it really was and chris jericho i'll get back to the match in a second he's a guy that when aew was announced and advertisers and marketing teams are looking at the roster. Okay, hardcore wrestling fans know who I am. They know who SCU is. They know who the Young Bucks are. They know who Kenny Omega is. They know who Adam Page is. But, like, investors and corporate people sitting in suits, they don't necessarily know who you are. You see Chris Jericho, they go, oh, we know him. We know him because he's recognizable. And he's recognizable not because of just what he did in wrestling, because of what he does in music, because of what he does in various other media outlets. So for that very reason alone, he's he's just a – his value, I cannot stress enough how valuable he is to this company. Absolutely. Uh, getting back to that match, it's uh, like I said, everyone in that match is a stud. Uh, it's stadium stampede. It's going to be like on the football field. I don't, I don't know what to expect. <laughs> I have no so idea what it
0: is, but I'm so right. excited. Like,
2: it's, I mean, it's even it's just the uh, so cool.
0: a couple of the other matches of dynamite that have obviously kind of led up to, kind of prepare people in a in a way to what to expect to an ex- to an extent, because I guess you're going to expect the unexpected, right? At this point.
2: And you look at the players in that match. I mean, like, again, you know, I've I've talked Jericho up enough. I don't want to give him a bigger. No, head yeah, than no, no. He already no, has, he has so, big enough.
0: Uh, uh, and I know. I'm on a right. personal level. He, he's he's got it right. enough.
2: <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'm going to see him later too. So I'm going to tell him. I'm going to tell him I put him over huge and.
0: Don't, don't do that! Don't him. do that! He doesn't need no, a bigger head have. than he already has. No, I was already yeah, texty with him earlier be too. Tell me,
2: yeah, you better have, yeah. But, I mean, you look at you look at like you know Matt Hardy, who's another guy that's just he's you know he's he's almost yeah. at that icon status. And the Young Bucks, the best tag team in the world, and Kenny and Paige and, and uh Santana Ortiz talent. and Sammy. It's just it's gonna be it's gonna be so much fun. So that's one as a fan that I I can't wait to you know. Be finished with my match, hopefully not injured or beaten up too bad, and just sit back and watch and enjoy.
0: All right, All right dude. I totally agree. I got two more questions. I only got a little bit more time with you. Last couple, though. Uh, predictions for the the main fight for the heavyweight championship between John Moxley and Brody Lee. What are your predictions for that match?
2: Man, I don't, I don't see Moxley being beat right now, uh, and I say that as a guy that was in the ring with him a few weeks ago. He's uh, He's got momentum, and when, when someone's rolling in this business, uh it's really hard to curtail that momentum. Uh Moxley's just really found himself as a performer, as a character. Uh he's really found his voice here in AEW and uh, even though Brody's big and bad and mean and tough and he's got uh ten goons with him, uh I, I just don't think I don't think you're gonna out tough Moxley, right? Moxley. And I think Moxley's gonna find a way to win, which is what champions do. So my pick is John Moxley. Okay. And, okay. and also, John Moxley
0: is a, is a, is a Jack Daniels guy. Oh, so well, he then, hey, know, so, I, yeah. I know who I'm rooting for then. Sorry, right. buddy. I don't know you yet. Uh, last little thing, and I'll let you plug you some social medias and stuff. Everyone go check out Double or Nothing this Saturday on pay per view. Again, got to be easy enough to find. I know I'm going to be using DirecTV to, to get some pay per view up on my house. All right, last question, Frankie, and I'll let you go. Dream match, living or dead? Who would you want to wrestle?
2: Oh man, this is a, this is one I get
0: every once in a while. I always. I'm sure.
2: Go to, my I'm go-to trying to give you, so I'm trying to
0: get you the last one to knock it out of the park. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, my, go-to, my, my go-to
2: answer is I never wrestle the dead. So. Uh,
0: <laughs> uh, no,
2: I have a. Uh, I always cheat on this one because there's no way I can just have one guy because there's so many. Like for sentimental reasons, I would love to wrestle Killer Kowalski, who was my trainer.
1: Yeah.
2: Uh, he. Probably would have beat the shit out of me, but that's beside the point. But as a fan, uh, like my favorite wrestlers growing up, Tito Santana, Bret Hart, and Shawn Michaels. Wow. If I, if I could have had the opportunity to be in the ring with those three gentlemen, um, just call it a day. Those are three guys that I just think really, really shaped what wrestling can be for a quote-unquote smaller guy. Like myself. Which <laughs> I is, love that which that's the, the
0: smaller sport. guy. I'm five foot six. I don't think you know this. I'm five foot six. I'm looking at yeah. like I run into wrestlers The smaller guys, as as we've mentioned like Chris Jericho, Shawn Michaels, Bret Hart, all over six foot, well into two hundreds yeah. and they're considered small guys because of what happened in the eighties. It's amazing. It, sure and even when I broke in, like I'm you know, right
2: now as I'm six foot two hundred five pounds, legitimately. And I when I broke in I was considered a small guy. Now I'm not a big guy, but I'm certainly not a small guy. Just by comparison, it's just yeah. it's
1: so weird how the how the business
0: and the genre has changed like that. Yeah. So everybody, speaking of the biz- business and genre, all Elite Wrestling's Double or Nothing live event. It's gonna be awesome. Go check out this card. There's a lot of great talent on there. I'm sure there's gonna be a lot of surprises. It's gonna be a lot of fun. I know I'll be watching. You guys go watch it. Frankie Kazarian, so thank you so much for being here. Um, do you have some social medias you want to plug real quick, and uh, where we can where can we find more Frankie Kazarian? Certainly.
2: First, first of all, before I get to that, thanks for having me, man. This is super cool. I'm 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 a fan of you, and this oh, is you, awesome. Man. The way this the way this all came together in the last couple hours. I'm like, <laughs> wow, this is. I'm like, hell yeah. We man, put this, this together crazy. in a hurry,
0: man. I appreciate it. We really that. did. So
2: so <laughs> so first and foremost, thanks for having me, man. Super cool. Uh, yeah. Uh, Twitter uh, Frankie Kazarian and Instagram Frankie Kazarian official those are my two go to's I try to stay very active and I try to interact even more so now um, amongst this pandemic, I'm trying to be real interactive and do Q and A's and do live stuff with the fans because the fans are our lifeblood and I miss them and I love them. And I can't wait to see them all again, whether it be at a shitty gig I do in Palm desert or a large (laughs) arena for AEW. So uh, I can't wait to see you guys. Yeah. You've got the spectrum there.
0: (laughs) Right. Yeah. Oh yeah. I I got
2: them all covered. I got them all covered. So yeah, check me out there and I'm, I'm happy to chat with you guys and, and uh, I'm, I'm psyched to have have uh, shared a beverage with you, man. Yeah,
0: absolutely. Well, we got each other's numbers now, so don't be a stranger. We'll talk. We'll, and when we can do this in person, we'll take a little deeper dive into your entire career if you're okay with that.
2: And, and, we'll, and we'll do it in SoCal, which will be much better next yeah.
0: time. Yeah. <laughs> All right, man. I'm going to let you go. Thank you again so much, and good luck on Saturday night.
2: Thank you, my brother. I appreciate the time.
0: Yeah. Uh, one second. <laughs> Did I do it? Yeah, you did. All right, well, my director's offline. He's having a little bit of internet issues right now. So I just had to run that for a second. Um, We usually have our tags here at this point, but we don't tonight, so I'm just gonna say thank you so much for checking out this episode. Thank you to Frankie Kazarian for uh, stopping by. Oh, what I can tell you to do is there's a subscribe thing down here if you're still watching. Uh, Make sure you push that, turn on the bell notifications. Really appreciate it. Really helps out the show. Head over to drinkswithjohnny.com. Our merch is available again. Uh, That just shows support of the show and support of uh, my crew. We do have a little bit of a crew that I'm trying to pay, so if you can uh, grab some merch there, that'd be great. If not, like I said, it's free to follow and subscribe everywhere you find Drinks With Johnny. Oh, I said I was going to give you guys a little bit of uh, information for coming next week. That is, next week I'm going to be joined by uh, celebrity chef, Chris Santos, who you've probably seen on Chopped. He owns the Towel Group Hospitality, a uh, few restaurants in New York, Las Vegas, and L.A. And as you know, those are three places that were hit very heavily uh, due to the coronavirus. And um, he's had to pay for employees' funerals and had to put people on unpaid leave. So I'm going to team up with him and do our best we're going to start a live auction i'm going to offer auction off a signed base on my end he's got some other cool things we'll announce more things that we're going to auction off so if you have the means uh please do that we're also going to have some lower ticketed items excuse me that we're also going to have if you can't spend the money to auction off that that's totally fine any amount can help i'll have more information in the next few few days and then on Tuesday Chris Santos is gonna join us live and we're gonna get into it and direct where you guys can go to help out if you have the means again if not just your, supo- show your show your support by subscribing and following and we'll get more information for you if you are able to donate and help out a few families who have lost loved ones as well as a little hard on jobs I know things are starting to get back to normal and that is a fantastic thing but the interim there have been places hit harder than others and the service industry is one of them. So here at Trinks with Johnny, we're gonna do our best to try and uh, ease the pain there. Uh, That's the big announcement for uh, this week. I look forward to seeing the rest of you on Tuesday. Um, We'll be live again at five. Um, So make sure you follow, subscribe, all the good things I already said. And I guess till next time, cheers. And that'll just about do it for this week's episode of Drinks with Johnny. Thank you guys so much for checking out the podcast. Thanks to Frank Kazarian for being on the show. And uh, I know it was back in May, but thanks again, buddy. And uh, make sure you guys check out his match with my other good friend, Chris Jericho, on AEW's Dynamite on Wednesday night on TNT. Make sure you guys go check that out. Uh, Make sure you're following us right here on the podcast, subscribed rather, and following us on Instagram. Uh, Twitter and Facebook. Leave us a rating and a review. It really helps out. Go over to drinkswithjohnny.com and uh, find all of the podcasts right there and all of the the videos on our YouTube channel. Everything. All the merch. We got uh, a little bit more time on these Cyber Monday deals that we got going on. So make sure you head over there and support the show and sign up for the newsletter at drinkswithjohnny.com. And yeah. I guess that's it, man. I mean, I already kind of gave you the spiel. You guys uh, have a great week, and we'll see you
1: next time. Cheers. This is Krista Makes, guitarist and vocalist for Less Than Jake, and host of Krista Makes a Podcast, a songwriting podcast where every week I'm joined by an amazing guest to break down the writing, recording, and release of one iconic song from their career. In our giant, evergreen back catalog of episodes, we've had rock legends such as Dee Snider and Huey Lewis, punk rock favorites like Mark Hoppus, Fat Mike, and Brett Gurowitz, and -and up-and-coming artists of today such as Liz Stokes of The Beths and Genesis Owusu. We've had guests from all genres and styles of music, and I guarantee that if you peruse our back catalog, you'll see several episodes that'll make you say, man, I gotta hear that. Whether you're a fan of music or a creator of music yourself, you'll take away a whole new appreciation for the songs you know and love. Chris makes a podcast is available for free on all the places you could possibly listen to podcasts and new episodes come out every Monday.